This April, the Moonshot Podcast Network is doing something new, unparalleled, something nobody has done before. We're asking you for money. This month is the first ever Moonshot Patreon drive. Between April 1st and 30th, we're hoping to bring in 30 new and upgrading patrons to patreon.com slash moonshotnetwork. That's one per day. The money we make on Patreon is what helps our podcasters get things like new mics, show art, and music. It also helps us put on our bigger streaming events, advertise our shows, and think even bigger. If you know us, you know we like to think bigger. Join the Patreon in April and you'll get a bunch of drive-exclusive new podcasts, including actual plays, improv comedy, and a roundtable show with some of the hosts of our book talk shows like Three Little Words and Kahooligans. $5 Patreons get to join us for a game night on our Minecraft server on April 7th where we take down the Ender Dragon together. You hate that guy, so do we. Help us kill him. You'll also get access to all of our usual monthly output like Once Missed Wonders, early episodes of Champs in the Making, and more. So please join us or upgrade with us today on Patreon for $1, $3, or $5 at patreon.com slash Moonshot Network. Visit us on Patreon or at Moonshot Pods on Twitter for more details about the drive. Patreon.com slash Moonshot Network. Do you want to make a podcast? I do, but but what would it be about? So I got a suggestion here that I think is right up your alley. Okay. Uh, Regular Chris, our friend, writes in on Discord and says, a podcast where you try to plan the perfect date for a fictional character. The perfect date for a fictional character. You you like to do this thing where you take a fictional character and you just like interrogate them. I put a guy in situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're gonna do that, but the situation is uh it's a nice dinner. It's a nice dinner and it, and, it, and it's and you know, they have to they have to prepare for it. I'm trying to think of a character that isn't the one that is an action figure sitting on my desk right now. <laughs> like directly in my eye line under my monitor. So every time I look at my at the screen where like I look to talk to you, I see Shadow the Hedgehog standing right there. And right, I, you're just yes. like name a character. Can't be a Robin, can't be Shadow the Hedgehog, can't be Monkey D. Luffy, can't be a Ninja Turtle. Go. Um, I'm turning around. No, he's married. That won't work. We can date married people. People do I it all mean, the time. I just, but <laughs> I think he's too respectful for that. I think Gohan's too respectful for that. You don't think Gohan? I don't think Gohan would cheat. Gohan's too much of <laughs> goody two-shoes. Yeah, go. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Does Gohan have the game to cheat? Yes, but I don't think it's conscious. <laughs> I think that he has it in his like he has it, but he cannot act. He cannot access it. It is that's, that's a. That's what it, I mean. He could. He could. He, you think that he could attract other people, but he wouldn't. Uh, he he wouldn't is, be able to overcome his own personal handicaps to cheat. <laughs> when you phrase it like that, <laughs> it sounds insane. <laughs>
I was gonna call the Baudelaire orphan the the Baudelaire fortune of game. <laughs> he can't. He has it. He can't access it, and other people want him to access it. But genuinely, I don't think he has interest in it. <laughs> it's locked away in Vidal. Are they? Is he married to Vidal? Is that right? Vidal. Vidal. Vidal? Yes. 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 Okay. I remember Vidal. they introduced a female character around Gohan's age. And I was like, ah, they must be dating when I was a kid. But as an adult, I realized I actually have no idea. Yep. No, it's Gohan and Videl. Gohan was uh, approached by a different person in that time frame. And I can't remember her name. Uh, say a man. No, no, no. That, they're, Gohan and Videl are both the great say a man. Okay. The great say man one and two. It's their superhero alter ego. Because if you could fly and shoot beams from your hands, why wouldn't you also be a superhero? Riley, name a character. Name a character. Fuck. Uh, Robotnik. Okay. Do- fucking Dr. Okay. Ivo Robotnik has a date. Where are you taking Robotnik? I'm. Oh, I'm taking Robotnik out on a date. I'm not. I'm not like helping. I'm not Robotnik's friend trying to set up his perfect date and trying to like be the little microphone in his ear. I am taking so him out. The 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 assignment is plan a perfect date for a fictional character. I read that as I am going to make sure I'm going to play matchmaker and I'm going to make sure that that you, Mr. Eggman, have the perfect date. I look at it as I have a date tonight. It is with Eggman. I need this to be perfect because I'm looking to get my egg scrambled tonight. Interesting, interesting. So, because <laughs> planning the date for him implies that he's like bought in. He's come to you for help. He he doesn't he he knows like he doesn't got it. Orbot and Cubot not gonna bring it home. Not gonna not gonna help them in this. He needed to come to us. I think you're thinking of this too married. I think that you're just like, well, I could never go on a date. So clearly, it has to be that I'm helping someone else. If you're planning a date for someone, you're taking them out on that date. I I don't think that's true. I think so. <laughs> you, I, I, it's weird to me that your first suggestion for like, hey, plan a date for a character. You're just like, great, sitcoms. Yeah, well, my, my first sitcom bra- shit. My first break. My first thought was like, oh, who's it with? <laughs> Eggman. You and Eggman. You're going on no. a date. Where are you no, taking no, Eggman? No, I can't. I'm sorry, Eggman. I can't. This is. I was like thinking like the fucking like every time that you think about a story from high school and you're like, oh, that person was flirting. <laughs> yes and that person is robotnik now you're going on a date gerald Rob- ivo robotnik was like do you want to play at a date and i was like oh for who he's like for me i'm like oh yeah i'll play at a date for you yeah who's it with and he's like uh, uh. <laughs> well right. here's the thing okay Ro- robotnik's a single dad okay two- so can't be out past like nine he's got four kids three of them are robots one of them's a computer program <clears throat> i feel like they could babysit themselves Probably. I mean, Orbot. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Actually, they can babysit themselves, but you probably want to get Robotnik back at a, at, a, at a decent hour. Sure. We'll get him home by nine. You want to do something that makes him feel good. You want him to think that he is smart and feel confident. But you and but and that's the thing is you want he wants to feel smart, smarter than You're- anyone else in the room. We're playing to his strengths. We're not going axe throwing. We're not going bowling. He's got little noodle arms. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're going to a trivia night. It's definitely trivia night. We're going to do a trivia night. He gets the team name. You sit down. He's he you and and here's the other thing, Andrew. You're running the trivia. That's you. Well, then they can't play. No, no, no. You, Andrew, are running the trivia. Oh, for your date. Yes. 
Okay, me and Robotnik I was going to say, the I, okay. And you're doing a lot of themed questions that he will get right. So we're we are we're doing a uh, a Nathan Fielder scenario where we are setting up easy trivia so that he can focus his brain energy on you. Well, no, so he can knock down the trivia at a hundred percent and then be right. feeling good, and then and then associate feeling good to being at dinner with us. Right, and also like when he's like, "Boom, I nailed this a hundred percent." I can also focus my attention on the date itself instead of having to sit and just like ponder. Well, he wouldn't. He wouldn't focus attention on the date himself. He would then focus attention on himself. He's not a good person to date here because he's not going to be doing a lot of like redirect. He's not going to be doing a lot of thinking about us. What we need to do is trick him into thinking that the good time he's having right here is associated with us. Okay. I could see that. It's like when you, you take someone to a horror movie so that they're just like, my adrenaline was up, my heart's pounding. I must it, like them. It's pa- it's it's like we're, we're trying to get Robotnik to have a Pavlovian response to us. Sure, that you ring means, a bell and he's like, I'm looking to smash. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Uh, the other thing is maybe, we here's the thing, we can't try to, like, we cannot try to step to him and like, we are going to bring you Sonic the Hedgehog's head. Or whatever. No, absolutely not-, not. This is going to be hard for you, Riley. No mentioning Sonic the Hedgehog or any yeah, of his no. friends. That's not going to go well. Yeah. No, no, no. Listen, I agree with you. I agree. Like, this is that would play badly. <clears throat> we ask him about his degrees. We ask him about what he's working on right now. We, we do that. He'll ask us at some point. He will turn around and will ask us something about what we're doing. And we need to think very hard about what we respond to that. Because, Andrew, if you or I say a podcast, that meant he's tuning out. He's tuning out, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but we might be, able, and we can't try to, Problem we is, can't, you work at a bank. He'll try to rob it. He won't try to rob it. No, no, no. He doesn't need money. Okay. Well, never mind. I don't know shit about Eggman. He's spherical. That's about all I know. <laughs> well, Andrew, I, it sounds like I'm just playing this date and you're not even helping. So do you have a different suggestion <laughs> for me? Okay. Jesus. God, I'm fine. I'm over here coming up with questions. I'm scrapping my category. I I had some good ideas. I was going to theme a night entirely around the works of David Boreanaz. Like ways to fry an egg for 500. Yeah. I, you know what? I mean, yeah, I golly, I'll scratch all those ideas. I'm Fine. sorry. Do you have another podcast idea for me? No, I asked you, you son of a bitch. Yeah, but you're the one. No, 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 no. Yeah, you asked me to come up with a second idea for a podcast when you're the one that doesn't even know how to go on a date. <laughs> Sasha I, suggests a podcast where you play 29 seconds of a song. Do you know this joke, Andrew? Is it that if you hit 30 seconds, you owe royalties or whatever? I believe so. I feel like that's an urban legend. I feel like we're fucked either way. Yes, I feel like as soon as we mention the words, give me the beat, boys, we owe Uncle Cracker $50. I'll say kissed by a rose and they got me. <laughs> and seals ringing my fucking doorbell. I, 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 I truly disbelieve anything I hear about copyright because it's always like, well, you can actually do this if it's a full moon or like whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? Like. Like, oh, like this is this is fucking uh what's the so word? It's the it's the the problems with people's understanding of copyright law. Mm-hmm. Hi, my name's Andrew. I took a media law class in college. The problem with people's understanding of copyright law is that um the two biggest like misconceptions that people get into, um A, 
is the idea of fair use. Mm-hmm. Which I was trying to remember that fucking word. I couldn't got, got to yeah, do it. The thing is, people think, oh, this is a fair use thing. I'm good <clears throat> to go. Fair use is not a inherent thing that something has. It is a defense in court. Yes. So you are going to court. Right. That's the same. It's the same as like, uh, like that's, that's kind of the big one is that like you can defend yourself with fair use in order to do that. You are seeing a, an entity more powerful than you in a courtroom. Uh huh. Which instantly means they're going to do the Nintendo thing and put you in jail for three years and then own the rest of your life. Exactly. The other side of things is that, um, every, like when, when a YouTube video gets hit with a copyright strike, right? Mm hmm. It doesn't matter if you did the copyright thing right or not, because they're not looking at you. They're looking Mm -hmm. at YouTube. And YouTube decides, hey, we're cutting our losses and just saying, we don't want to deal with this. We don't want to be in a situation where anyone goes to court. We're just going to take it down. Easy peasy. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. 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 And so, so there's, it's the middlemen that get in the way of the copyright restrictions, not you to company itself and frankly if it goes between you and company you're dead buckle up yeah yeah it it will not play out in your favor and that's why like i find trying to find the exact legal line is a fool's errand just break the law because you know you're doing it parody parody copyright parody uh we don't endorse this but yeah just break the law and then when you get a cease and desist that's when you decide hey maybe i should cease and desist yeah then 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 you just stop you fucking you 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 archive it however you please and and that that ball that dog has come home to roost as dogs do <laughs> it is fucking over for that line of thought and you if just get another one if you're making a pot yeah. Here's the deal. As, yeah, talk as to me the, directly. Talk to me directly. Yeah. As the head of a podcast <laughs> network, uh, I will not encourage our people that submit podcasts to us to use theme songs and such that uh, would break copyright law. Uh huh. That being said, if you're not answering to anyone, just do it. Yep. 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 And no and one listen. gives a shit about podcasts. If you're making enough money, it's it's one of those. Yeah. If you're making enough money with your podcast that like someone would look at you and say like we should probably go after that, uh, you're probably doing just fine. You're yeah, probably you're, listening to podcasts that aren't us. You're you're already Will Arnett. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's it's and you've got people for that. Mm hmm mm hmm mm hmm. He'll shake a hand, and make it all over. It's and Moonshot, fine. we got a people for that. The people is me, and I just say no, don't do it. Yes, and so I don't I ask Andrew. <laughs> And so then we're good. Exactly. We are smooth. It's, it's, it's a simple process. You all just need, you all need to be comfortable with the fact that one day you might open the door and you might have to change your entire gimmick. And that's fine. You yeah. just do it. Yeah. I think often about the fact that Riley Hopkins and their amazing friends is like, um, only works because nobody listens to it. Yes. Um, uh-huh. No offense in the kindest no. way. You're you're correct. <laughs> if if anyone ever listened to it, they'd be like, "Hey, if you look at anything, uh, it says that these characters are the property of Disney, and you cannot use them or reproduce them in any way." Mm-hmm. And Can you determine that someone saying "I'm Elsa" into a podcast is reproducing the character in a podcast? I'm not sure that there's legal precedent for that. I don't want to set it. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to be the one to set it. I, so when, I know where when, they're going to come down. <laughs> when I get that season desist, I'm walking away, which is why I've started putting everything on Ao3. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> Ao3 will fight for me. 
So <sighs> I just cease and desist my stuff. Boom. Yep. Those podcasts are down. They they are archived on the fan fiction because it is fan fiction, of course. Mm-hmm. Riley Hopkins and Amazing Friends doesn't have a Patreon. Nope. It sure doesn't. Nope. And it won't. <laughs> and I am thinking about our strategy with a regular Patreon moving forward as you say that. <laughs> <laughs> Riley to distract me from that do you have another podcast idea I I do uh Andrew this is a suggestion from Audrey uh uh lady tabletop the uh, the host of a uh, uh, alone at the table here on the moonshot network uh this is one that we've done before but I just want to bring it up again uh podcast where you eat progressively hotter hotter hot wings every 60 seconds I just this we yes I why haven't we reinvented <laughs> the fucking uh uh hot pepper gaming why haven't we done it yet i it's so funny to me that your reference point for that being a thing is always a youtube channel that nobody has heard of instead of the major media arm that does that exact same thing well because the thing about hot ones is i don't care because they're famous the thing about hot pepper we gaming, had this conversation like two weeks ago riley you can't, I know, you can't I just know, redo but- it well, I'm saying here's a suggestion for Marm. Have you guys done a time loop podcast yet? Right. <laughs> I think that was the same one. <laughs> I I just think, Andrew, this is again, this is me publicly coming into office hours going, we should book aside an hour and just do that on stream one night. Go get some hot wings then, by all means. You you too. We, You're the we coward should. that couldn't get through 14 McNug- uh, McChickens. How many McChickens do you think you could get through? I could get through more than you did. I, Andrew, do you mean that? I do mean that. How many I did do. I get through? Did I get through nine? You got through nine, which is coward's numbers. How Andrew is in for the McChicken thing. Have okay, not so said Andrew, that. Andrew, here's the thing. The way this deal works is, should you, how many McChickens do you think you could eat? How many do I think I could eat? I think this I was, could do 10. Listener, for for your for your knowledge, if you are new to the mythos here, a year, two years ago, three years ago, maybe, my dear friends, Chris Hutton and Cody Hawley, asked me how many McChickens I thought I could eat. And I said 14. Chris said, that's bullshit. And I said, I I, I think I could. So I went out and Chris and, Chris and Cody bought 14 McChickens. I contributed to that fund. You did too? Chris, Cody, and Andrew bought 14 McChickens and said, if you fail this, then you have to pay us back and also pay us 50 bucks. Is that correct? I don't remember that. I don't think I ever saw any money as a result of this. Chris might have stolen your money. You might need to talk to him. That's Um, fine. But I got through on stream, live stream, nine McChickens. And I felt awful. And it mm-hmm. deeply shattered my relationship with people around me who had to spend room, spend time in a room with me while I was sweating out chicken. Andrew, you truly think you could do 10? I, yeah, honestly, I think I could do it. Do you want to book? A, we, I, you know, we're looking at a chunk of a stream right now. The chunk of the moonland, the, the moon carnival in which there is a, a potential no, that's, thing. We no, would no, take no, no, out. no, 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 no. That's going to have the same problem as when uh, you all decided to do a drinking game on stream. And then you were just like, uh Oh, now we can't run the rest of a stream. I could not eat 10 and then continue going with a stream. I could eat 10 and then cut ties with all of you. Never speak <laughs> to any of you again, but know that I did it. <laughs> I'm now having fully formed my own reverse dunk tank form in my brain (laughs) of just like, 
I'm putting a fucking like deal or no, like like a grid of boxes in front of you. And like <clears throat> for every $50, you have to open that box and eat whatever is inside of it. The difference between you and me is that I you'll do anything for attention and I won't. Are you sure? Are you yeah. talk to me specifically about how you want our viewers to fight us, to cause damage to us for money and for views. I don't think I've said that. I've said you have one of them to damage you. No, no, no. I want people to damage you all the time. You've said, I think I could search our chat for that. I think I could search our chat for our viewers are too nice. Oh, that's, that's different a little bit. <laughs> no, our, our audience likes us. I, 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 I don't know. Our, our audience is the, the kind of people on the internet that come into Twitch chats and say like, hey, remember to hydrate. And I'm like, I don't get out of here. You should hate me a little bit. <laughs> you, you should not care that I'm drinking enough water. That's between me, my own body, and the Lord. <laughs> Andrew, most to, people to, are like, honest, I'm still like a honestly, person. to to me, that is like more weird and parasocial than like I looked up your address on Zillow. <laughs> like I truly, <laughs> most people are like, you know what's imp- it's important to remember that content creators are people, and Andrew's like, I am a facsimile of myself. That only exists for content. Uh, everyone, your favorite content creator is a dancing monkey, and you should treat them as such. That being said, <laughs> don't be shitty to dancing monkeys. Yes, dancing monkeys right? need good conditions. You wouldn't dox a dancing monkey, right? Yes, yes, like, yes, I think yes, that yes. I'm safe in saying you should treat them the same way. You don't mm-hmm. kick a dog, right? Yes, you don't yes, kick yes. a monkey. I just don't, I don't know. If a person comes into a chat and is just like, hey, have you taken your meds today? I'm going to say, fuck you. As between me and my pharmacist. Also, no, I forgot. Fuck off. <laughs> we have taken such a turn. I feel like we have, we are both putting each other under attack this episode. <laughs> I'm not we're sure. We're both trying the- to deflect so that we're not the one that has to come up with a podcast idea. Riley, <laughs> hit me with another one. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. The next podcast is... Uh, oh, this is a pod. Okay. A, there's two here. One I'm going to read you first. Another from Audrey uh, that this would kill you on site. Perfect. Drunk history, but it's people telling stories from their TTRPG table. Oh, um, God. I that would You would die. My favorite, my two favorite things, people telling me about their tabletop games and interacting with drunk people. Perfect. Love it. Now, Juliet, our, our, our fellow Moonshot host, Pitched us podcast about finding your personas by process of elimination. Just keep ruling things in the universe out until you're left with exactly what it is. Andrew, this is probably something you don't have a lot of interest in in considering or thinking about. Am I right? Uh, y- yeah. I I don't want this to come off sounding insulting. I'm not a furry. I don't give a shit what my persona is. Exactly. And I don't that's need un- it. That's understandable, and that's good. But what I think is good content is looking at it, me holding up an animal. Oh, what the fuck is that? What is who's somebody's calling me? Sorry. Oh, it's the fucking realtor. One second. I I yeah, you go right ahead. Riley Hopkins phone. Hey, listener, the phone the conversation just stopped dead in the middle because I got a phone call from somebody. And yeah. uh I have I have a, a thing to point out about that, but go ahead. Yeah, did you how much of it did you hear? I deafened it. I heard what A, it's really weird that you route your phone calls through your soundboard, so I get to hear part of them sometimes. Um <laughs> I heard one thing that I have a comment about, but go ahead and tell me what you have. Uh, I, it was it was a you know it was a person we're, we're we're trying to set up an appointment with, 
Uh, and they, I had called them today over lunch, and they call me back right now to say, sorry, they didn't get in contact with me er- earlier. Their their kid was in the delivery room. Their their daughter was in the delivery room. Oh, damn. And, and like, <laughs> their, their grandkid was born today. And then they called me back as they're getting lunch. I was like, oh, sh- don't do that. Go. <laughs> go. Go have your life, dude. But, like, hey. Very excited to work with this person. <laughs> That's like, a, oh shit, okay, you are like you're to be like. Also, I might have be like one of the first people. They they were excited that way. You talked to the first people that you you talked to about a thing. Yeah, they probably told you before they told the dad. That's so sweet. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, that that just happened there, Andrew. How much did you hear? I heard you answer the phone and say something that was very insane to me. Do you know what the three words you said when you answered the phone? Oh, I did my business, my John Hopkins phone. You, yeah, you said you said Riley Hopkins phone. <laughs> Do you think that people don't realize they're calling you on the phone? I I I learned. <laughs> I learned how that, that's like how my dad uh, answers his phone. It's John Hopkins phone, and so like I picked that up, and I hadn't actually thought critically about it until this moment. But yes, I I always pick up my phone <laughs> with just my name and the method of which you've contacted me. I'm very excited to, for you to start all your uh, all our podcast recordings from now on. Just Riley Hopkins computer. <laughs> well, it's because like also like I don't know if I get a call from someone I don't know. Like I don't know if they even know me. So the important things to establish are I am not greeting you positively. We are here. You have con- you have come into my place of home. You've come into my business. You should just say salutation, just a singular salutation. <laughs> it's I'm I'm glad I didn't do the John Hopkins phone because that I feel like would be even more like I put on like the the little bit deeper business voice of John Hopkins phone. And like that is like my my like I'm talking to a stranger and I don't know who they know me as. Mm-hmm. Cuz then yeah, you I gotta, also like, get the front like a dog like hmm, <laughs> I'm here. They're like, and then, then I always get that, is, is Riley here? I'm like, oh, also me. Yes. <laughs> which people don't know how to interact with, which I, all you first namers out there don't know what the fuck you're doing. Well, the, the thing, well, it sounds like that's on you because you're answering the phone by the name that you don't use in 90% of your daily life. True. 95% but it's the, it, of your daily life. It's the name that the government and people who don't know me contact me as. <laughs> Yeah, so I feel like if, if if I don't know, if I used my middle name, if I just went around and like answered the phone, then I was like, hello. Or, you know what? I don't. If, but if I answered the phone, I was like, hi, Curtis speaking. You say hi, name speaking. You, you, you always say hello when you answer the phone. Uh, no, I just say hello. You don't give any other context. You don't no, give any contact, other. No, the phone is for my convenience, not theirs. Uh, they're the one that should be putting the conversation forward. <laughs> I answer the phone and I let them know that they've reached something. <laughs> that something has answered. Whether or not it responds, it's on its own. It's on its own yeah. accord. Hello? <laughs> and then they say, hi, I'm such and such with such and such. And I go, bye. And I click. Ah, I, I want to have a conversation. I don't have a conversation. I It's. I just think saying hello is weirder to me. It's, it's more like, because that's a thing I do with my friends. I do with like what I'm like trying to communicate with another person. When I answer my phone, it is, it is, we are getting through this bad boy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> like we are trucking. I think giving a false name for yourself when you answer the phone is a much less convenient version of answering a phone. But what do I know? 
Well, it's it's because I if I don't like people, they know me as John, which is like sure. a work thing I do. So like if somebody says like they're looking for a John, I'm like, that's right. I don't like this person. It's like leaving you're, a note for myself. Right. You're setting up a honey pot, but it's like a vinegar pot, a Johnny pot. Yeah. OK. <laughs> and, you know, it's a system that works for me. I get to I get to log the people I like and dislike and how I think they feel about me. It's just smooth. It's it's smooth sailing, Andrew. Well, good. How do you say goodbye on a phone? Um, bye. Like it, yeah. I, I'm trying to th- I'm trying to think if I are do you, anything are different. You like, but I, are I think you, I just go. All right, bye. Bye. You just you you hit. And if somebody else says so, are you the last person to say goodbye? Uh, it depends on. Uh, it depends. Whoever but says you bye first, you don't have I, that reflex of bye bye bye. No, if someone says bye first, I'll say it once and then I hang up the phone like a normal person. Or my if I dad, realize that a conversation's reached the end, I will say bye and then they will say bye back and that we're done. I don't need the last word. I said goodbye. My dad does this insane thing where he will have to say the last goodbye. And so there was a chunk of my life that I was fucking with him where I would just keep saying bye quieter and quieter. <laughs> and I eventually noticed it would just start hanging up. But it is like a bye, 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 bye. I I just don't want to ever be on the phone. So mm-hmm. the sooner we're done with it, the better. Andrew? Yeah. What similarities do you think you have to a cat? I think that cats and I are both very quiet, very solitary. Uh, don't always like being interacted with. It really depends on when the mood mm-hmm. strikes us. Um, do you have major differences? uh i don't shit in a box um (laughs) i i i think that i have a lot in common with a cat uh but i also i don't think that my fursona would be a cat i think you can't you can't imagine cat andrew not not really i think that if you i i feel like whatever you decide your fursona is that's something you're putting out to the world right like you're saying Mm -hmm. like you should perceive me as a cat uh, well, it it it, 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 I, from my understanding, it's a little bit. You should. You, I think it's you could perceive me as a cat. Okay. Which is a a difference from the you should you could. You know what I mean? I sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna say right up front. I don't know much of anything about furry culture. If I say something wrong, my bad. I don't yep. know you. You know what? Godspeed, Andrew. What What do you think? If I if I say the word, I've got a list of animals up on Google right now. Okay. If I say goat, how are you feeling about that? Yeah. Nah, you're not loud enough to be a goat. Right. Yeah. I, I no. You don't. You don't cause problems in the same way. Um, we got here. We got koala bear. Uh. They're sleepy. Yeah, they're too like I don't know, cute and cuddly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 I I think part of it, I think that I, I think, you know what? I am cute. I am cuddly. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's like. It's not a primary function. It's, it's, a, it's, an, a, it's an added, it's an added spice. It's not what I'm putting forward to the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How about a turtle? I guess. But like when I think of a human looking turtle, my first thought is like. That those guy from old, Sly Cooper. Well, yeah. Or like that old cartoon about a turtle kid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like a franklin i think his yeah, name yeah was. yeah i know who you're talking about i don't want to be a franklin ass <clears throat> mm-hmm. <laughs> does it sound weird if i say i think my fursona is a person 
I'm like conscientiously objecting. <laughs> you are conscientiously objecting, and that's fine. You might not just, you know, you might not have want to get into the the mucky muck of the whole thing, and I understand that. Is it like, do I just pick an animal that I like and say I'm that now? Well, you think about it, right? It's it's you you, you pick an animal you like, and then you go like, do I think this is emblematic of me? Because the thing that always happens with me on this is like, I like a bunch of different animals. But I hate that I know that I am just a big, dumb dog that a family of four has. Right? Sure. I'm excitable. I am have a lot of energy. I can be too loud. I'm a little bit obnoxious if you're not vibing with me at the moment. <laughs> and I do get so scared I throw up and then I eat it. <laughs> yeah, it sounds about right. And I hate, I hate getting compared to a dog in that way every time. But I, but it's because I know it's right. Uh huh. Sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. I I I think that. What's the phrasing here? I can't think of a. Uh, I can't think of a better way to describe this. So mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about an old Harry Potter head I read on Tumblr once. I yeah, let's go. Where they said that like, um, so you know the Sorting Hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the sorting hat. They were like, I think that the way that the sorting hat works is that like, and and the real answer to this person's question of like, why are all the Gryffindor people more well-rounded than people in other houses? Is they're because the they're the main characters and yeah. everyone else is just like, I made a stereotype and put it in robes. Here you go. It's a yeah. Slytherin, so it's evil. Yeah. Um, but this person on Tumblr was like, uh, they're trying to headcanon it as like, it'll sort you into three different houses but then you have to ask to be a Gryffindor because that's mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you have to ask to be a main character. You you have to want to be a Gryffindor to get sorted into Gryffindor in a way mm-hmm. that you, the other houses don't have. I feel that way about personas a bit, but maybe in reverse where I'm just like, I feel like if I'm assigning myself a persona, that's just me saying I like this animal. But I feel like other people have to bestow one upon you for I, it to I be think, real. I, Does that make I, sense? It's like a nickname, right? Like, yeah, I, yeah, that's I a much be... better, uh, that's a much better, shorter way of getting to this point than my whole <laughs> Harry Potter Tumblr fiasco. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have to, it has to be bestowed upon you. And I think, I think that's fair. So maybe, maybe what this podcast is instead, it is a, it is a sort of sorting pen, but we put one person in the center and then like a parliament of people all sit around and just start holding animals up and going, I don't think that's it. And maybe maybe it's while one person's playing a game and they have the conversation muted, but everyone else is like sitting around them like mystery science theater watching and talking about them. So we've we've planned a new stream in which I sit and quietly eat chicken <laughs> chicken sandwiches. Progressively hotter wings. Myself. Thank you. Yeah, the first five are regular McChickens, the second five are spicy McChickens. Are those and- I sit quietly, uh, and while I do that, you all watch me and perceive me and try to figure out what my persona is. I think the answer you come away from that is like, uh, probably an elephant, right? (laughs) So who likes chickens? (laughs) I'm imagining this camera angle of like, it's like the shot you see in like, 
this is a show about a guy who turned out to kill eight people and we're talking to his family or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's like that shot, like up in the top corner of a room looking down and like, but you're just like sitting there in a, in like an all white space on a table, just a bunch of big chickens, just moving them over, eating, mm-hmm. sitting around. Like you get bored, you look at your phone. <laughs> <laughs> and like on the outside is like all of our cameras and like on the bottom of part of the screen is like we're putting up different animals and like just <laughs> holding them off to the side if we think they're right. <laughs> we, this we is very funny. Parliament for evil. I'm not sure I like where this is going. Do you have a different podcast for me? <sighs> uh, Audrey suggested investigate po- investigative podcast trying to dis- uncover Drill's identity. Uh, Do you see that article going around last week where this happened? We've we've known Drill's identity for a long time. Have we known the man's name? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, are you going to say Jack Nicholson? <laughs> no, it was it was truly one of those. I saw this uh, uh, tweet going around. You've seen the Justice League Unlimited scene where? Yeah, uh, yeah. I have no idea who this is. Yeah, Lex Luthor is in the Flash's body, and he's like, "Well, while I'm here, I might as well find out my secret identity." And he pulls off his mask, and he goes, "I have no idea who this is." <laughs> Um, and the thing is that like the guy that tweets his drill, his name has been pretty well known for a while. Like people have Mm -hmm. known the the information was out there and easily accessible. Not even like you had to go to the dark web, just like you Google who is drill. And it was like, it's a guy named Paul. Uh, I'm like, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Um, That did nothing for me. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but like the, the thing that's been going around now, I've seen people that are like, uh this is like truly twitter's at like its last edges because now he's doing interviews and being like hi i was drill please hire me somewhere because uh my I, whole thing is about to go under yeah twitter's about to go under so like please i would like to be hired somewhere my name is paul i've been writing on the internet under this name for 12 years now <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 it's it's well because also the drill love you buddy i don't know if your comedy matches to anything else i don't think if there's a direct line from like a drill tweet to what if there was a sitcom you know there was a drill television show on adult swim there was how how, what the fuck was that uh keyword was and uh other keyword you have no idea what the fuck i'm talking about the show a parody of Infowars, streams from adult swim's website on wednesdays still hold on there's no way this is Years still active running. 2008 present. Is that that can't be true. There's that can't no be true. way this still is ongoing. Adult swim. Um, truth point, dark web rising. Um, well, shit, Paul, I don't know why you're doing articles. It sounds like you're streaming just as often as I am. <laughs> He's also working on a side scrolling video game. Drill and a bust. Well, there you go. That's about all you can really. Honestly, I think that's about all you can pivot Twitter into: a book deal, a live stream, and a video game. God, yeah, Just, right. Like those are the three. Those are the three like ways you can get hired from Twitter. I mean, I can't think of anything else that like I. There is nothing that Twitter does that you can do on Twitter that like translates <laughs> to anything else other than look. I can write more than two hundred and forty characters. And that's not even part of the shtick anymore. No, it's not. Yeah, honestly. No, yeah. This website's going down. Uh, speaking of, can I read you a tweet for a podcast idea? You can. Read me, read me a tweet on the Totally Alive website. Phil writes in and says, 
Record scratch. Yep, that's me. I bet you're wondering how I podcast in this situation. That's whenever we do a flop episode or we stop recording. <laughs> that's the sound that happens. <laughs> whenever we're eight minutes in and we both go, do you want to keep doing this? <laughs> do, that's uh, what I hear in my head. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember planking? Yeah, it's that's a it's that's just a way to work out. But I do remember the the theme of planking, the the trend of planking, where you would uh, try to take pictures of yourself lying as flat as a board in various random places. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is the podcast version of that. I think that what we're doing, <laughs> we've we've done a couple of things where we're just like, hey, we're podcasting in a library. Hey, we're podcasting from the X Y Z. This is us doing this competitively. Okay, so this is this is us like we're doing the show and we reveal it to each other. And that is like the the thing is like us trying to one up each other every week. But then also we still have to do a podcast around this. I think that what we're doing every week, we have to record a podcast. uh, But every week that we record, we put five bucks, five bucks in the Patreon into a pot. Right. Yeah. And uh, we're going to do we do a lot on this show as well. That goes on Uh, the new bingo card. Look, honestly, I think that. Look, we we said this as a joke. I do think that it is like someone is going to take that idea and make it work and like uh it's going to be great. Um it's not us. We just pitched the idea, but I do think I think I legitimately think that uh saying like hey, the prize for this is the amount of money in our Patreon. If we fail, we give it back to everyone who contributed to the Patreon. If we succeed, we get to take it at the end. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And I, it, it is a good shtick. Like it's a good I, I, shtick. It rewards longevity, and I think that it like ultimately makes a interactive experience for actually buying or like for actually like getting into a Patreon. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. All of this being, someone else is going to take it and run with it and like make millions. Uh, we're not, um, but I think that what we do is every week we sit down, and uh, this week it's Riley's week. And you have to record in a, in a you have to record in a location or situation, mm-hmm. um, and you have to record a whole podcast with that. We'll say that you know this is a thirty minute show or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to do your whole thirty minutes in that situation, and maybe you started off pretty early. Hey, this week I'm sitting in my closet. Hey, this week I'm recording from my car. Honestly, I think recording a podcast in a car is a little different. Is a little more complex than recording one in a in a closet. Balls in your court. Great. Next week you record one while you're driving. I personally don't like that, but I do think that's better than being in a car. Balls back in my court. We keep back bouncing in- ideas back and forth until eventually someone has to win. And maybe there's like you get three strikes. You know, you say, "Hey, I, I'm, I'm recording this one from my in-laws' place," and you say, "You know what? I recorded my last one from uh, my in-laws' place. I don't think that's, you know, your in-laws. We can make debates, but I don't think that that's worse mm-hmm. than mine. So uh, you lose this week." And we I get three weeks. If I fail, I fail. Money? I lose all my money. So you have to fail three weeks in a row. Uh, yeah, sure. I think that I think that's a good a good rule to set as a ground rule of just like, look, you've tried three. It's it's like uh, you're playing horse. You know, you get a couple different shots mm-hmm. to try and match mm-hmm. my shot. Well, maybe maybe you're literally spelling podcast. Ooh, there we fucking go. You're, it, it, it's it's p-o-d-c-a-s-t <laughs> and it's like all right like i'm recording for my bedroom again i didn't have it in me this week p <laughs> <laughs> i do think it raises a question of like hey if i start recording this in a park late at night and then halfway through i get arrested 
is that well, then you're recording in the back just of a park. successfully recording from a park all night that's better that's better that's better that's because then you're eventually podcasting from the back of a police car well perfect there we go yeah podcasts should be crimes more podcasts should be crimes that's what we're always saying I sorry I'm reading the ensuing conversation that's come from us mentioning about McChickens and Audrey to tried to do the gallon challenge twice in a month if you drink too much milk doesn't it kill you I'm still waiting for it to kill you hi ho hi ho Okay, hello, <laughs> this is Clem Bianchi. I'm a courier, delivering mail in space, one package at a time. If you're hearing this message, I need some help. I'm trying to deliver a package to a guy on Pluto. Says his name is Gorge Flummox. If anyone knows a Gorge Flummox on Pluto, please let him know I've been trying to reach him about his box of Lunarian cheese. I know the box is full of cheese because for the last few weeks, I've started hearing things when I touch my cargo. When I pick up a letter or a package, I hear conversations and sometimes even see things tied to whoever the mail is for or from. I call it the letter opener. It's yanked me into some real situations. A haunted house, a pizza delivery drag race, and even a revolution to take a city back from the bigwigs who keep its hoverboard sports engine humming. You can hear all about it on Additional Postage Required, a bi-weekly audio drama on the Moonshot Podcast Network, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Anyway, if you know Gorge, Please tell him to give me a call. I think his cheese is starting to move around in the box.